Ba boom! There it is. We're live. Boom! There we what go. Up, All right. It is time once again for the Business Bros Podcast. Check this out. Are you someone who hates their job, wants to start your own business, but are having some hangups? Are you afraid of failure because you don't have all the pieces and you could really use some mentoring? Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Today's show is for you. Shut up and sit down. Business Bros! Business Bros is your show where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Sias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign. And Jane CS, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Totally feels TV-ish when that happens. Yeah, somebody's going to want to hit that skip intro button. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be able to do that right off the bat. Oh, man. But you can't do it in replay. All right. Well, I'm excited. This is round two with my wait, friend. Wait. Do Jonah we still got to do our, our welcome to the end? Oh no, we're gonna add. We're gonna get used to not doing that because it's gonna be oh, recorded. Man. It's gonna Dang. be crazy. It's gonna be weird. Changes, man. Changes. 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 I had are somebody happening. on the show the other day that said crisis is nothing more than changes in a short period of time. Change in a short period of time. So hey, here's a crisis. We're in one. Joe, welcome to the program, my friend. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it is a crisis right now, isn't it? It's it's bizarre. I mean, on the I'm I'm skeptical, and I I feel more like it's it's more like a brainwash situation out there. I'm I'm more and more. I'm I'm a statistics person. I look at the statistics. I look at the numbers, and it just doesn't make sense with this whole shutdown world pandemic. Are people dying? Yes, and I feel bad for that. And it's it's never a good thing. Um, are people getting sick? Yes, that's also happening, but not in the numbers that make it like stop the whole world type of, of, of situation. It feels very much propaganda. I feel very much uh, a, a connection to like a world war two phase of, you know, the SS and telling you where you can go. The whole wearing a mask is almost symbolic of, of conforming or being part of this movement that's happening. It's, and, and yet I've spent more time with my family. Uh, you know, I've been able to hit the slowdown button, uh, reevaluate where I am going, you know, yeah. personal and business. It's been the greatest thing that's happened in to to me and my family and my business in quite some time. I think so too. Uh, you know, we all needed to slow down here for a minute. Life is getting chaotic. Everybody was running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of insanity. The sad news is, you know, a lot of people are out of work right now. So we've hit a reset. We've hit a reset on the healthcare system. We've hit a reset on the job system. We've hit a reset um, in the relationship system. We've hit, a you know, even our families. I think a lot of people are, you know, like actually slowing down and taking time to like talk to their their spouse or their partner. So uh, everything's getting reset. Now I saw this graph. I think you might have seen it, Hernan. And that is, you know, 25 million people. You know, here's the unemployment curve. And this thing has gone just off the chart. Unemployment 
has gone off the, ch the chart. Like 25 million people are not working right now and they filed for unemployment claims. And, you know, you have to really ask yourself, you know, well, I have a job, you know, for those of you that are in the normal employee world, well, I have a job when I go back and do I even want to go back to that old job? And, um, um, you know, there is a, there is a big need for reinvention right now. And I, I think a lot of people don't even fathom how big the problem is. And, and so I, you know, I, 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 I remembered a story just yesterday and, uh, you know, there's a grandfather and a grandson sitting on the porch with the dog and the dog is howling. Oh, and the grandson says, grandfather, why is the dog howling? And the grandfather says, because the dog is in pain. And the grandson says, well, why is he in pain? He says, because he's laying on a nail. And the, and the grandson says, but grandpa, why doesn't he move? And grandpa says, because he's not in enough pain yet. And I think that's what's going on with people is, is um, the situation's really bad and a lot of people aren't moving. A lot of people aren't starting their businesses. A lot of people are just kind of hoping that if you just ride it out, um, things are going to go back to normal and things are not going to go back to normal. They're, you know, if you ride this out right now, um, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, there are some people that have been just kind of working and kind of doing what they used to do. Those people will do okay, though, but they'll struggle. But the people that are going to shine and really prosper through this are the people that innovate and create new, um, um, really start, you know, uh, looking at what are the new problems in the world and coming up with innovative ways to solve those problems. So that's, uh, I think that's the, the starting spot is like, there's a big problem. And if you don't do anything, you're going to, you know, you're gonna be like the dog, the dog that's howling, you know, everybody will move when it gets bad enough. But it, when you are in enough pain, you are going to move, but maybe you're not in enough pain yet. So uh, innovation is the mother of necessity, right? When we're in a position where we have to do something, when we burn the ships behind us, whether we do it on purpose or the ship catches fire, right? Whatever it is, when you're backed up in a corner, that's when the big change happens. That's when you decide in your mind, I don't know, something clicks and you're like, I need to make some drastic change in my life. But by that point, you're really limited in the options because you no longer have time. You no longer have the additional resources. You no longer have a lot of those things that were at your disposal like they are right now. You know, I, I've yeah. spoke to somebody just recently and they're like, you know, this whole unemployment thing is crazy. However, I'm making more money right now in unemployment than I was making before when I was working. So I hope this thing yeah. lasts a little longer. And that's that's kind of a, a, an inverse you know, problem that's going on here. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, you're in a situation where writing this thing out actually makes fiscal sense for them. However, they're not looking past that six-month period, eight-month period, nine-month period, assuming we have unemployment funds to even go that far. They need to be yeah. utilizing that kind of revenue or that kind of time to do something for themselves. Even if it's just a side hustle where you want to go back to a nine to five, something that sustains your income. Yeah. People right now, what they really need is diversification. Like, okay, maybe you do have that job, but like right now, see, here's the biggest problem. And I've been preaching this for a long time. And that is we've created a, a employer reliant culture. You know, self-reliance is really the goal is to, you know, Hey, I got my own customers. I got money coming in. I can trade my talents in the marketplace for cash and for all the things that I need for me and my family and the people that I love. Um, 
but you know, are most people really self-reliant? No, I think they're employer reliant. And you know, uh, I've been doing employee escape plan a long time, helping people start businesses so they don't have to go back to that soul sucking job. Um, but you know, uh, how many people, um, really, you know, it's like, why would I start my business? Because, you know, I have this thing called job security. So I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm a entrepreneur, but I'm not going to go start that business because I got this thing called job security. And then coronavirus hits and everybody just slams unemployment. Now, all of a sudden, um, you didn't have that sense of urgency before, but now all of a sudden the sense of urgency is going to kick in. And so, so are you going to rely on the government for those paychecks? How long are you going to rely on it? Are you going to, are you going to enroll? Are, are you going to rely on family and friends uh, or charity or the government? How long are those government funds going to last? You know, there's no guarantee that those government funds are going to last. So I think it's just super powerful. It's super empowering when you have the ability to go into the marketplace. You know, here's the good news. We live in a world of problems. You know, uh, there's a ton of problems and there's two kinds of problems, the ones people will pay to solve and the ones that they won't pay to solve. And so uh, coronavirus, you know, that was like, you know, what, two months ago? So what's happened is people have not changed. People are people are people. My mentor, Jay Abraham, said human nature is immutable. You know, the nature of a human being is the same as it was 500 years ago, and it's the same as it will be 500 years in the future. So when coronavirus hit the nation and the world, it's not like people changed, but their priorities changed. What was important to them was changed. You know, you know, we're all looking for self-actualization. Then coronavirus hits. All of a sudden, we're all looking for survival of the fittest. We're looking at, you know, I don't want to be. I'm not looking for self-actualization right now. I just want to know that I have a, a roof over my head and food on the table. Mm -hmm. You know, so so what we need to do is is the world has changed. We can't continue what we've been doing. We need to change as business people and start saying, okay, what are the new problems? What are the new dangers? And if I have solutions to those dangers and I can make somebody's life better with that. Um, and that's what I'm, I'm doing that with all of my clients right now. They're all pivoting to be more relevant. Well, that's, that's one of those things where the new normal, right? And trying to define what this new normal is going to be because I guarantee you it's not going to be the same. I mean, we as, as our own insurance company as pipeline insurance, we're not, we're not renewing our lease. There is no reason after we, we've been able to re, you know, reconfigure in, in how we operate. Why should I go back and pay that overhead when I can function probably more efficiently virtually? Like this is forced totally. things upon industries that didn't think they were able to to do. And if you're looking at your own particular business and you're not trying to look at what tomorrow is going to look like in this new era, this people have gotten used to, you know what, I, as a teacher, for example, you know, we, I, I don't have students in my classroom right now. It's all virtual and, and parents are getting used to having these kids at home and kids are getting used to, you know what, I just need to complete my assignment and that's all I need to get done. How can you take kids away from school for a semester and then come back to school and try to put what we used to value as important into their minds when they're like, it didn't matter before. Why is it going to matter now? You know, yeah. you, you, you can't give somebody a paycheck and continue to give them a paycheck. And then all of a sudden say, hey, we're going to uh, take half of that back uh, going forward. They're going to throw up, you know, go crazy in arms. Like there is a new change. What used to be is not the same. So what are we doing to plan for the for this no. future?
Well, you know, you actually bring up a really good point. And, you know, this coronavirus didn't just mess up Joe's calendar or Hernan's calendar or James' calendar. It messed up all of our calendars Mm -hmm. and the interconnectedness of those calendars. So, like, everything, you know, I I, I saw a joke. It was, um, uh, I had a nice fire in my fireplace last night. All I needed was some matches and some lighter fuel and my 2020 day planner. It's all up in flames right now. It's all up in smoke. Uh, But this is good news because now instead of us putting our calendars together based on other people's calendar, we can now say, what's the best calendar for Hernan? What's the best calendar for James? What's the best calendar for Joe? Or for those of you watching uh, in, in the audience, what's the best calendar for you? You get to actually design your ideal day. You get to design your ideal week. You get to design your ideal year and not be dependent on someone else. And if you want to let somebody else onto your calendar, you can. So uh, for the first time in a long time, it's like you don't have to be somebody else's, you know, you don't have to be the bitch to somebody else's time calendar. You actually get to start instead of, you know, letting time control me, I'm actually taking control of my time again. And this is, this is liberating, I think, from my point of view is uh, I get to actually own my calendar again. And, and not everybody knows how to do that. But um, I think it's really, it's really awesome. You know, it's funny you say that because um, you, one of the biggest problems I think I see with people and that whole cabin fever thing is the lack of having a set schedule knowing exactly what you were going to do every single day, even if it sucked, right? Even if clocking in at your job at 9am and driving through the traffic, even if that was a boring thing that you hated to do, you knew exactly what you were doing every single day. And right now we've spent the last four weeks where you wake up whenever you want and you kind of check your email and finish some stuff at your own pace. And you watch some Netflix for a while well, there's only so much Tiger King you can watch. There's only so much YouTube channels you yeah. can watch. And then you get tired of it. And then you start thinking of other things to do. And you run out of those things to do. And then that's it. That's where people's that's, – that's where they get fed up. That's where they demand going outside. And, and you know, and I, and I understand that. However, if you could manage your calendar, if you can set some priority things that you want to accomplish that you – and as an individual want to accomplish, and this doesn't have to be, you know, starting a business and, and doing all that. Yeah, that's what we talk about because that's our that's our show. But it could be anything from you want to be healthier, you want to read more, you want to become a better spouse, and just put these things as priorities in your day on a regular basis. You would find so much more value in the time that you have. You would you wouldn't be really pushing to go back to the old way because you'd find purpose in your new way. Yeah, I, you know, the, the, the good news is we got more time on our hands than ever before. The bad news is a lot of people don't really know what to do with it. You know, the, 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 bad, the old way was I showed up to my nine to five and I got this paycheck. Cool. I, you know, I, that was called productive time. Now I got all this time on my hands, but it's not cashing out at a cash register. And so since people don't know what to do with their time, uh, they're consuming a lot of news, they're consuming a lot of media, um, and they're being more passive. And what you really need to do during this time is, is consume less, create more, consume less. Uh, you know, use this time to actually create value and start adding it to other people's lives. But since nobody's really telling you how to schedule your, 
you know, you're used to living your life as an employee where somebody else did tell you what to do with your time. Now you have time on your hands. Now you really need to say, okay, well, what is money time? What is it I'm offering to people? How can I be of service to others and actually get paid for that? And, and that's really, you know, the direction I'm going is everybody has talents and magic, you know, in them. And like, let's turn, let's discover what your genius is and turn that genius into something that can produce money for you and income for you. Um, that doesn't mean you can't go back to a job if you don't want to, but right now is the time to diversify your income and find other way. You know what? I'm a child of God. God gave me a brain. God gave mm -hmm. me skills. God gave me gifts and insights. And what do I do with all this talent I have? Well, there's a, there's in the scriptures, there's a, the parable of the talents. One guy multiplied his talents and the other guy multiplied his talents. And the other guy didn't know what to do with his talents. So he buried them and they didn't grow, but he didn't lose them, but it didn't grow either. And, and so if you have talents and I believe everybody has talents and you're not using them, then you're kind of, um, you're not really going to receive a lot of, of prosperity. But if, if you say, okay, I have talents, how can I organize my talents in a way to solve problems? Again, we live in a world of problems. There's two kinds, the ones people won't pay to solve and the ones they will pay to solve. How can I be this problem solver? How can I show up as a massive contribution to the people I serve and, and receive good compensation for that? And for those people that do that right now, like we, you said earlier, the innovators, the innovators are going to be the ones that prosper and thrive. Um, but not everybody knows how to do that. And that's the space I live in is uh, helping people do that. Tell me a little bit about uh, that space. I know we we mentioned it last time, but uh, you you you're sitting down with entrepreneurs right now and kind of opening up that can of worms for them, like asking some of these deep, more profound questions of of where they need to be going and who they are as a, as a company and what assets do you have already existing in your company and how can we put those to work? What kind of stuff are are you trying to? Like, are you, are you either seen trending with, with, with some of these small business owners or, um, or helping them towards more consistently? Yeah. Let me give you an example. I was, you know, every Wednesday I do a, a networking group, uh, you know, how to connect without being contagious. It's a zoom call where yeah. <laughs> that's a good name. That's a good name. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and there was a guy on the call, he's a printer and he's like, Joe, it's like my business is dead right now because you know, I work with all these restaurants and they used to spend money uh, to nobody's spending money to grow their business. And I said, that's the problem. Stop selling money. Stop selling printing to, to grow your restaurant. Start selling printing to save your restaurant. Okay. Mm -hmm. Selling business to, you know, people are not interested in growing their business right now. They're, they're interested in survival. You know, I love saving businesses. That's what Joe Nicasio is really, that's one of the things I'm really good at is let's figure out how to make your business work. So of course you can survive and thrive. So um, what I suggested to him is go to these restaurants and all these restaurants, there's a lot of people that are open. They just can't do sit down service, print up door hangers that say, you know, you, you bad news is we can't, you can't come into our restaurant and sit down, but you can order from us. Here's how, here's our menu. And um, he, he was so excited getting off of that call because he didn't know how to sell printing um, to help grow business. I mean, that's what he did before, but it's not working right now. But by just making that little pivot, okay, I'm not selling 
printing to grow your business. I'm selling printing to save your business. He was so excited to go out and like actually take action on that. Uh, that's and just one little example. But that's a small perspective. That's a, that's the shift in like in just your point of view of what you again. This is what you've been doing the whole time. Like every single day of your life, you've been trying to help people grow their businesses. And essentially what you're still doing is you're helping save their business. You said to, to uh, survive and thrive. Those are two yeah. pieces of a puzzle, right? Well, right now the mentality is not thrive. It was six weeks ago. Well, six weeks ago we were talking about thriving. That's not true though. You know, who, people are making masks and, you know, the people are making masks now and those people are thriving because they're saying, okay, not enough masks. That's a problem. I'll make some masks. I'm solving the problem, and now I'm selling uh, masks, and people are paying me for masks. And so all of a sudden, you know, uh, masks was like a non-business, and now it's a thriving business. I don't know how sustainable that is. I don't know. There's so many people that are making masks now. Uh, you know, we're gonna see some of those people, you know, wash out and go by the wayside. But it is a, you know, it's a trend. So what people did is they noticed there's a new problem: shortage of masks. And so, look, business is actually super simple, Hernan. Uh, I will solve your problems and you will pay me generously and gratefully. Okay. Now, if you don't, if you have problems and you don't want to pay me, then you get to live with your problem. But if you want to fix the problem, the easiest way to make 10,000 bucks is find somebody with a hundred thousand dollar problem. I'll solve your, you know, hundred thousand dollar problem for $10,000 in business. That's called a good deal. And so there's not a shortage of problems. And so what we need to do is walk through the world with this thing called opportunity eyes. Gary Halbert used to talk, talk about uh, Operation Money Suck, where you actually just walk through the you know walk through the streets and walk through the world and see problems like oh there's something somebody will pay me to solve or there's something people somebody will pay me to solve, and so new problems are existing and if we've got those opportunity eyes, uh, we can we can we can all thrive and prosper from it. You know it's a funny uh, yet. I don't know, maybe ironic. Um, I, I often talk about being of service to others, about the number one rule in business is to be of service to others. And no matter how you spin it, no matter what you're, how you're, you know, what, what uh, lens you put on it, it really comes down to that. It really comes down to there's an issue here. Somebody has a problem and that mm -hmm. problem is, is, driving them crazy. They can't deal with it. They don't have the time. They don't have the know-how. They don't have the whatever it is to solve that problem. That problem is an issue. Those who are successful in business are the ones who are of service to those people. And sometimes you can say it's because I have a good heart because I do, you know, it's my passion because I love to do it, but you've played, you put it in pretty simple terms. It's no, that person has a problem that can't be solved by them or whoever they're working with. You have the solution and are willing to provide that solution. And when those two meet, it's it's it's, it's a win-win scenario. And you know, your exchange goods and products or services or barter or whatever it is you're gonna do, but that's a successful transaction. That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, so so here's what's going on now. You have people with problems and they have access to money too. Everybody has access to money. And then we come along, so they have frustrations and fears, wants and aspirations, and then we come along. It's like, okay, I can help you with your frustration. I can relieve your pains and I can help you get what you want. And boom, that should happen as a business transaction. But here, here's the biggest problem that's going on right now. This is an environment of fear. Mm -hmm. Okay. In nature, when animals get scared, they do one of two things. They either fight or they flight. 
angry, they get hostile, they withdraw or get hostile. You put, you bury your head in the sand. And I think, I mean, we are seeing a little bit of the hostility, but what we're really seeing is a lot of people withdrawn. We're seeing people isolate. We're seeing people like, I know this person can solve, like a lot of people know, I, they say, I know I should start a business and I know Joe is a great business coach, but I'm afraid right now to spend my money. So I'm not going to hire a business coach because I'm afraid. And so animals have two responses to, to danger, fight or flight. But humans have a third choice. And that is called get creative. Again, it's innovation. It's getting creative. Um, we don't have to run. We don't have to hide. But we can creatively solve the problems that are facing us. And so the key now is, is to how do we overcome that fear? Uh, I learned from a guy named Todd Herman, you know, the military, they teach this thing called VUCA, V-U-C-A, which is, uh, you know, soldiers go into volatility. They go into uncertainty. They go into chaos. They go into ambiguous situation where they don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, but on the other side of VUCA is C-A-L-M, calm, okay? Clarity. I'm clear about my mission. The A stands for assurance. I have assurance. I've been trained. I know I can get through this. L is leadership. Uh, I am a leader um, and I know my mission and I'm going to achieve that mission. And then the M stands for movement. And movement is a big one. Um, fear lives in stagnant water. Hmm. And for those people that are afraid right now, the reason they're afraid is because they aren't clear about what their vision is. They're not feeling so self assured they're not really stepping into their leadership and they're they're not moving they're stagnant but all you need to do is get clear of your direction and start taking some gentle movement towards okay i know what problem i'm going to solve i'm going to move towards that i'm clear about it i'm assured and i will be a leader and i know that people have this problem and some people will pay me to solve that problem and boom i am now making money and so one of the ways that you overcome all of this volatility is having a crystal clear vision. Scripture says, uh, you know, he, uh, without vision, the people shall perish. So the people right now that are saying, okay, the world's a little crazy. I've been just putting vertigo. I want to get back. I want to move from vertigo back into the flow. The way I'm going to do that is I'm going to get clear on my direction. That's what people need the most right now is direction. And so that's the first step. Like, when I'm working with a new person, it's like, well, I had this job. I don't have this job anymore. Okay, let's let's figure out what's the right direction for you to move. And let's take some time to figure that out because uh, you don't want to just accidentally, you know, you don't want to choose the wrong direction. Uh, you know, when I help people start businesses from scratch, and I've been doing this since, you know, I've been helping people reinvent their businesses since 1999. And I've been helping people start businesses from scratch since 2008. The first step to choose it is choose your business wisely. Let's get that piece down. Once you know what that, hey, I'm in the right, Hernan needs to be in the right business for Hernan and James needs to be in the right business for James and Mary over there, she needs to be in the right business for Mary. Because if you choose wisely, then you can move forward with confidence. It doesn't matter if you're moving fast or slow, uh, you're, you're moving in the right direction. It's Indiana Jones, baby. Choose the right cup. Otherwise, yeah, it goes in the wrong poorly. direction. He chose poorly. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, let me ask you real quick uh, on, on that note. When choosing the right business, is it more about um, who I am as an individual 
or what problem I'll be solving for a particular ideal client. Well, you know, it needs to be both. You know, my intention with a client is do what you love, not only for yourself, but for your clients. Share the love through your service to your clients and through your marketing so you can receive the love in the form of cash. Now, all that said, everything you want in life, Hernan, uh, is controlled by someone else. So if you want money, anybody out there want money? If you want money, it's controlled by other people. So one of the mistakes people make when they choose their business is I want to do this and I want to do that and me, 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 I want what I want, but they're not really considering like what will people actually pay you for? Mm -hmm. and, and so what we, it all, it never starts with our product or service. It always starts with our prospect. Jim Rohn, um, what is it? Jim Rohn. Um, uh, no, Jay Abraham, uh, my mentor, uh, one of my mentors said, uh, uh, you have no right to tell the marketplace what they will respond to, but you have an obligation. Uh, and he says, most people are making a big mistake. They fall in love with their product or service and you need to fall in love with your customer. The purpose of a business, believe it or not, is to create a customer. Without customers, there is no business, there is no money. But if you fall in love with customers, if you find out what their needs are, and then you offer them something that will help them get there faster. You know, the reason people hire me as a coach is because I help them improve their implementation velocity. Six months with Joe is like 30 years. It'll shave 30 years off of your learning curve because I got that much stuff I bring to the table for people. So um, don't get all about me, me, me. I, that's an important piece, but you need to build that bridge. Who are my clients? How do I serve them? What will they pay for? The more we fall in love with our customer, the more we become customer-centric. Uh, big mistake people make in business is they're saying, well, what, what do I need to say to get the sale? And that's the wrong attitude. You want to start asking, what do I need to give to earn their business? I'm giving value in exchange for the cash. So what do I need to give that makes the, this, I'm giving so much that you say, you know what? That, that's so valuable. I'll give you cash because that will really improve my life. So yeah, you do need to start looking at what do I want to do, but you really need to connect it with those people that are going to pay you to do it. I love it. I'm going to bring James in here for a second. Ham, uh, we're running out of time here. So uh, I want to know, first of all, I mean, Joe's got so much business knowledge and we shared so much information, especially when it comes to uh, finding ideal clients, that sort of stuff. Do you have any last minute questions for Joe? Um, no, I didn't realize that you were going to bring me in. I know I did um, <laughs> um i guess you know what are man putting me on the stop spot here. sorry like, man sorry man i i just figured i'd ask you because i had you on like you know not showing on the screen for a while so i was like oh i wonder if he's got something for joe yeah no i'm still here well think about it for a minute you know one of the things i think to really thrive in this market is like declare your expertise I am an expert at business building and marketing, uh, you know, and helping people create a business that works. I'm an expert business problem solver. You know, I know Hernan, you do real estate. You're an expert at real estate. And James, you're an expert at insurance, right? So the more we can say, okay, I'm an expert at marketing. Do you need help with, would you like my help with marketing? That starts a conversation that could turn into cash. Mm -hmm. So I have this expertise you know, and do you have any needs regarding that expertise? 
And if you do, let's have a further conversation. Maybe, you know, uh, I can help you get there faster and you can pay me some compensation to help you. So what do people need to do to get a hold of Coach Joe? Uh, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. There's a there's a schedule link on the page. There's my phone numbers on the page. 714-6640. You know, I'm I'm completely available to help people. I'm a little bit baffled right now because um, I'm a guy that helps people start businesses. You know, I I I kind of came up with this idea that there is no such thing as unemployment. Everybody's self-employed. If you have a business and you have 100 customers, you lose one, you're self-employed with 99 customers. If you have a job, you are self-employed with one customer called your employer. And if you guess what? If you're unemployed, you're really not unemployed. You're self-employed with zero customers. So we're all self-employed. For those of you out there right now that's saying, uh, I am unemployed, stop saying I am unemployed. Start saying, okay, I the COVID virus has put me into a situation where I am now self-employed. Where am I going to first my where am I going to find my first one, two, three, or four customers mm-hmm. and start in that space? So as always, man, I always have a good time talking to you, even if it's on Messenger, even if it's catching you on your lives. Um, ladies and gents, employeeescapeplan.com is where you can find more information on Joe, but follow him on social media. I guarantee you, Joe drops some nuggets every so often. Uh, and almost every single one of them make you stop and think. And I, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, the reason why Joe and I started talking again, uh, well, A, he sent me a message. But B, I, I'd seen him drop a video uh, about the unemployment rate. And and it's just a, a graph. It looks like, you know, a little heart meter, beep, 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 you know, unemployment going up and down. Except for 2020, whoo, shot up like crazy. And hmm. that got the conversation started. And, and I was, Joe was like, hey, let's get on the show. And I was like, you know what? I have an opening tomorrow. Let's do it. So, you know, it's just a matter of like, like you're saying, Joe, this is my expertise. This is what I talk about. This is who I am. Make sure you actually do some reaching out. Make sure you actually connect with the people that you want to connect with because you never know what it turns into. So Joe, employeeescapeplan.com. Again, thank you for coming on the show, Joe, and sharing with us. uh, Anytime uh, you got some free spots, you know, you're always welcome. Well, thanks for having me. You know, again, uh I'm a spy. I just want to help as many people as I can. And the thing is, is, you know, receiving is reserved for those who do the asking. So if you ask for help, I'm here to help you, you know, so, but it all starts with, you got to raise your head and say, I want help because help is available. You just got to reach out and ask for that help. James, did you, uh, did you ever come up with a question? Um, no. <laughs> all right. That's cool. <laughs> I, no um, worries. Yeah, you can't put me on the spot like that. I'm over here like you know what it is? He's he's the guy who uh normally is is running all the social media stuff, he's making sure the cameras are on point. Anytime he conversates, it's scripted because he wrote it at the beginning before the show launches. So that was my bad. I threw him on, on the spot. spot. I, I threw him on the spot. That's my that's my <laughs> thing. He, he can ask me okay. the questions. He can ask me the questions. All right, ladies and gents. I, go go ahead, Joe. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm the, I'm just a business problem solver. I used to troubleshoot really high tech electronics. Now I troubleshoot businesses and business owners. And so, you know, if you got a problem, bring it on. That's really my whole mentality. Is like, you got a problem, fix it. You know, I will solve Absolutely. your problems, and you will pay me generously and gratefully. But you know, at the end of the day, 
let's let's help you create an income. Let's help you create a business that works. Because uh, uh, waiting around, you know, going out and when you're going to apply for a job now, there's 25 million people competing for every job out there now. There's so many people out of work, and so either you can, you know, give your resume out and hope that somebody hires you, or you can just find some people with problems and say, "Look, I'll fix your problems if you pay me some cash." So everybody has the right to start your own business. You know, Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus was an entrepreneur. You can too. <laughs> it's a great way to end this one. All right, ladies and gents. No more putting James on the spot. Joe, thanks a lot for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. That's all we got for you guys thanks. today. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home? or have a business that needs insurance, reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at cusfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.